Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. In this interview, I'm speaking with New Zealand author Gina Cole about her new science fiction novel called Na Vero. The story is essentially about a woman terrified of space who must venture into our galaxy to save her sister. It's a great book full of twists and revelations and a few aliens. Now, Gina Cole has Scottish, Welsh and Fijian ancestry and she weaves a lot of Pacific culture into the story in a wonderful way. Gina Cole, nice to talk to you on this sunny morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, we're going to be discussing your uh, new book, Naviro, which was uh, published two weeks ago. I don't read a lot of science fiction. I watch a lot of science fiction films, but not read it necessarily. I do love the genre, and I have to say, I really loved this book. So tell me about uh, about what it's been like for you producing this. Oh, thank you. Um, well, it's been a very interesting journey producing it. It started in 2017 as the creative component of my PhD in creative writing at Massey University. Um, and I had two, two um, PhD supervisors who were, um, who are novelists themselves, Tom Conroy and Tina Makariti, and they kind of helped me through the process. And I, during the time that I wrote the book over the last four or five years, I took some research trips overseas. Um, I spent some time in, in the Majuro, in Majuro, sorry, in the Marshall Islands. Um, I wanted to go there to meet a master navigator and waka builder by the name of Olson Keelan. Um, he's from Bikini Atoll and he builds waka and he's an expert on wave piloting and I learned a lot from him. Um, during my time in Majuro, I spoke to him a bit and I did some research at the museum and the library. It's a beautiful place, the Marshall Islands. I really loved it there. And in 2018, I was lucky enough to be accepted to the International Writers Program at Iowa University in the United States, which was a three-month residency for writers from all over the world. There were about 20 of us, and I met other Star Trek fans, and I spoke to Afrofuturism scholars and science fiction scholars. Um, and I also, in 2018, did a residency on Sitka Island in Alaska. And as part of that trip, I went on a, on a ferry tour with some young filmmakers um, from Alaska. And we went to some islands around Sitka and to some remote places. And we gave talks at schools and halls and showed films on climate change and how it's affecting Alaska. And I met some indigenous people from Sitka, the, the Clinkett people. And um, all of those trips provided inspiration and fed into my writing of the novel. It's been an, an interesting journey. One of the things I loved about it is that it is set in this part of the world. So it's very, very um, strongly rooted in Pacific culture and, uh, and uh, culture from Aotearoa. And also how you wove in the, uh, the navigation journeys of uh, Pacific peoples into an interstellar kind of uh, a story. So just explore that for me a little bit. I wanted to set a science fiction story in the Pacific and, and specifically in Auckland and the Pacific and in space because there weren't any stories in those settings. So one of the, the main themes or the main Pacific themes relates to the the relationship that Pacifica peoples have with the ocean and the cultural importance of the waka or seagoing vessels in all Pacific cultures and the cultural practices of waka building 
And and related to that is our celestial navigation, cultural practice or wayfinding across the, the Pacific Ocean, which is how our ancestors navigated across the sea hundreds of years ago using the stars and the moon and the planets and the environment. And um, I wanted to take Epele uh, Hawafa's concept of the Pacific as a sea of islands up into space and use it in my science fiction writing as a way of viewing space or what we call the VAR, which is the, the, the space between, um, and look at, look at space as a sky of islands or a galaxy of, galaxy of islands or a universe of islands and use space as a future setting for our Pacific cultural practice of wayfinding navigation because we use the stars when we navigate across the ocean. So I wanted to come at it from within, being within the stars and, and using Pacific navigational practices with, from within the stars. But yes, I wanted to set it squarely in the Pacific and in Auckland. <laughs> Living in this part of the world, it made it very familiar because we're so used to, particularly uh, in uh, television and film, so used to American and British science fiction. Yes. And so to have it in this part of the world and have references that um, are familiar to us uh, was really, really lovely. Um, very good. What, um, what is it about science fiction that you love? I am a real science fiction nerd. I grew up watching Star Trek in the 1970s <laughs> and other speculative fiction and space stories like The Land of the Giants, Lost yes. in Space, <laughs> Doctor Who, Get Smart. Um, the Time Tunnel and I Dream of Genie and all those American speculative fiction and space stories from the 70s. But my favorite was Star Trek. I was a real fan of Star Trek because of Lieutenant Uhura, who was the only black woman on any of those mm -hmm, television right. stories coming out of America at the time or, or in any cultural production at the time, really. And she was a communications officer on a starship and she was in dialogue with the main character, Captain Kirk. And that wasn't unusual for me to see a black mm. woman and a white man in conversation because I come from a mixed race family. My mother's Fijian and my father is Scottish and Welsh. But I didn't see any other woman of colour anywhere else on television at the time. So Star Trek and Michelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura, made a real impression on me. And I have loved science fiction ever since. And if you fast forward to 2017, when I enrolled to do a PhD in creative writing at Massey University, I decided to write a thesis on science fiction, and particularly indigenous science fiction, even though, and particularly science fiction written by Pacific writers, which there wasn't a lot of. So, you know, I, I wanted to do what Toni Morrison said when she said, if there is a story that you want to read but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. So I, I kind of thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to write a story set in the Pacific about Pacifica women flying the spaceship. Uh, the main characters are all Pacifica women, uh, including the antagonist, uh, and it's very much rooted in family. Did you, did you draw on any characters in your own life to create those? Well, I think all characters are kind of an amalgam of people from a writer's life. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any one person that I could 
could um, identify as as representing any of those characters. They, they, they're kind of all an amalgamation of a whole lot of characters from my life, I think. Um, but yes, it, it is a story. Well, yeah, that's one of the themes is um, family and whakapapa. And, and it's a story about two sisters and their relationship with their mother and their grandmother. So Pacific women are squarely at the centre of this book. And yet there's a universality in, in that. You know, I, I, I've, a universality in that. I mean, I, I've never had problems with um, characters who didn't represent me, which is an old white balding man. Um, I can I can read into a character all sorts of human qualities, and so I like the fact that there were strong women at the, at the heart of it. Yeah, yeah, and there are also queer characters as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, which is you know, there's a, there's queer queer romance. There's a non-binary character. There's a there's an alien thruple. There's a queer AI. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I to me that's normal. I wanted to honour the important place that queer people have in Pacific culture, and and you know, colonialism obscured that importance, that that important part part that we play, and criminalised homosexuality. But I I wanted to honour the fact that queer people need to be part of the narrative on how to live differently in the future because we have an important part to play in our communities. And there, there was a lot of, uh, in a way, environmentalism coming through in the book as well, about uh, how essentially we, we need to look after the planet better. That, that came through very strongly to me. Oh, I'm glad about that. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really glad about that because, you know, I, I, the, the book is um, based on a... a a theoretical construct that I coined in my PhD thesis, which is Pacifica Futurism, um, which was inspired by Afrofuturism and Indigenous Futurism. And, um, yeah, I think Indigenous people can contribute. You know, we, we, have, we have important science, science, scientific knowledge that can contribute to the well-being of the planet. And, and you know, I, I think that it's important that we counter alternative or offer alternative views of the future where where indigenous people and queer people exist and and where we are thriving it's it's important to write ourselves into existence in, in genres such as science fiction to see ourselves in stories about the future and and science fiction can be used as a tool to write about identity and culture in the afterlife of colonization and imperialism in the, in the Pacific and that feeds into I think, you know, better care of the planet and, and this environmental um, care for the planet and manakitanga and, and kaitiakitanga, that those sorts of uh, principles and, and values to do with how we treat the planet. It's interesting you mentioned colonisation because I, I think one of the... Uh, I, d I don't like to give away too much plot <laughs> from from books or films that are when I'm interviewing people, uh, but colonisation does come into it in terms of uh, one of the characters in this wanting to colonise a different set of people. And I think that came through very strongly as uh, how dangerous and unnecessary and uh, ruthless that is. Yes, yes. Well, you know, you can't really write about the Pacific without writing about 
the effects of colonization on Pacifica peoples, especially, um, you know, with our view of, of time is that, or the Fijian view of time is that the past is in front of you, it is known and it can be seen, and the future is behind you, it is unknown and you're kind of walking backwards into the future. So what is in front of, of my mind's eye, our mind's eye, is the, the recent history of colon, colonization and its ongoing effects in the present day. So, yeah, you can't really um, ignore that, that history. And, and, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of the plot either, <laughs> but colonization yeah. is, is one of the the uh, kind of themes as well, I suppose, that, that, that threads through the book. And, and that notion that if you are uh, facing the past while walking into the future, you don't repeat the mistakes and the tragedies of the past. You try your best exactly. not to. Exactly, yes, yes, exactly. But, but we do so often, don't we, mm-hmm. um, repeat the mistakes of the past <laughs> I'm just just thinking about you know what's happening today hmm. um, in the world. Um, well, we just know. keep it just keeps on happening, doesn't it? Yeah, the reversal of Roe and Wade, the the Ukraine war. The, hmm. It's just we need to learn. <laughs> I know, I know, but this is um, this is why stories like yours though are very valuable because. They pointed out so clearly and so beautifully the mistakes, but also what is possible when we honour um, our traditions and learn from them and apply them in practical ways, I guess. I guess that's what stood out for me with it. Yeah, well, that's what science fiction provides. It provides the ability to imagine new futures and and to create a counter a counter narrative to to what's happened in the past, you know, because you have to be able to imagine a different future in order to live a different future. I think so. That's that's what I've tried to do. <laughs> that was Gina Cole discussing her fantastic new sci-fi novel Naviro, and I can tell you it is a very good read. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities, all of that at andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do by buying me a coffee. Links to that are also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.